And now, Dan Happel's Connecting the Dots. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Where the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. God bless the USA. Well, good morning and welcome to Connecting the Dots with Dan Happel. Today, my very, very, very special guest and good friend, Dr. Lee Merritt, is going to be our guest. And everybody is always excited when you join the podcast, Lee. You are uh, you are a rock star in your own right as a uh, patriot extraordinaire. And uh, I'm going to do a little introduction. Uh, Dr. Merritt graduated from the University of Rochester School of Medicine in New York. Uh, she is a life member of the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Medical Society. Uh, she is an orthopedic surgeon and spinal uh, surgery expert. Uh, she served nine years in the U.S. Navy as a Navy physician, and she served on the board of the Arizona Medical Association and is the past president of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, Dr. Merritt is a, a fantastic medical doctor in her own right, and she is probably one of the most genuinely honest people I've ever met in my life. I really, really appreciate your willingness to say what you know is true, uh, even though it does uh, run against the mainstream. And today we did a, a my newsletter was about living in the Truman Show. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because Lee and I were talking last week on the phone about what a uh, world we're living in and it is like the Truman Show. So I decided that would be a great subject. Lee, you, you're fantastic. Welcome, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, guys. And, you know, I got to say, I was listening to Lee Greenwood. And, you know, years ago, I, I was married to a Marine colonel uh, and who was stationed at the Pentagon. And we I got the opportunity to go uh, to the big Marine Corps ball in Washington, D.C. And Lee Greenwood sang that song live for us. Mm. So it was pretty awesome. But here's I mean, it's, it's, it makes my heart just bleed to see how far we've gone in the, since that time. That was decades ago. And, you know, this year, uh, General McPhillips, I think is his name, he's CENTCOM commander, maybe. He, mm -hmm. He's some Marine Corps commander anyway. Um, he just canceled the ball. They just canceled the ball. Now, 
I don't, you know, I get it. There, sometimes you're going to be deployed and you can't do what you're supposed to do. You know, it's what you want to do. You have to, you have to operational commitments take precedence, but it's how this thing was canceled. If you, I have it on my telegram, I put it up there. And to contrast that, I put the, the original message of John A. Lejeune in 1921, when he wrote about the point of celebrating the Marine Corps birthday. And the point is not about dancing at a ball. The point is to celebrate the what the Marine Corps stands for, the liberty, the defending our country, standing up for uh, you know God, family, and country. And that's not once rec rec recognized here. Yeah. And I think the symbolism is not without, to me, I mean, either this guy just is brain dead or you know, tone deaf, you know, either he's a good guy that just put out a stupid message because he's tone deaf to what people need to hear right now. But what we need to hear right now is, okay, you're busy. You're going to be doing the defense of our country. Now, don't be doing this to send us over to Israel, by the way, but mm -hmm. you're, you're going to defend our country, defend our freedoms. We get that. And that wherever two means Marines are together, they're going to celebrate the principles of the United States Marine Corps. That's what we should have heard from that message, not what we heard. And I just think it's just symptomatic of this whole agenda. The only thing I can hope in the Truman Show is that this is a Sun Tzu moment and they're just trying to look weak. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they're doing a darn good job. Doing a great job. Weak. I mean, I saw a picture this couple of weeks ago of a guy in a skirt and makeup walking through the chow line at Camp Lejeune Marine Corps base. And I, I was stationed there for two years. I thought, dear God, you know, <laughs> really? But you see, here's the problem. And, and this is what I'm just going to say about why I've come to the belief that we really are in the Truman Show. It's not really like a metaphor. And I can tell you how I got to this medically. It's not, people think, yeah, politics can be crooked and, you know, the, the you know Hollywood makes things up and there's just a lot of CGI and weird stuff happening but but science is right well I've got a news for you science isn't right either it's all in the Truman show and and the the problem is then it's very if, if you if you're inside the reason you don't pick up on the fact that things aren't right is that when you live in a false reality, I mean, just for your listening to go back in case anybody hasn't seen it, I hadn't seen this movie until about two months ago. I decided I'm starting to watch movies about altered reality because I really think that's what we're in. We are in a, a, a fake reality of how it's created, that we can argue, but it's really a fake reality that has, and it and how does it work? And the Truman Show really shows you how it works. So Truman is played by Jim Carrey, and he is born into a false reality because he's born into a. His mother made a deal apparently to have him from the time he was born. He was the star of a reality TV show, and he doesn't catch on for thirty years. So you see him as an adult. He's an insurance agent. He's got friends. He walks around. He's actually even married in the show. So, but there are little things that happen, and so he starts to notice kind of some peculiarities they've convinced him it's on the whole show is a, is a set on an island and so they've convinced him to keep him in the show they've convinced him he has a terrible fear of water so he never thinks to drive across the bridge other people do but he never leaves the island and but one day this lamp felt falls from the sky it's you know he looks up and he sees sky and it looks like a normal world but really it's a stage and a and a, and a production lamp a, a, a studio lamp falls down hits the hits the ground right near him and he's going he's kind of holding it up and looking quizzically at the sky and saying what 
you know? And then he does what many of us have been doing here recently, doing the unpredictable, just doing little unpredictable things to see if we can jig the matrix, okay? And he does. Like, what, what happens is he's he jigs the matrix by just doing something unpredictable, and they have to quick rewrite the script, and they have to send in some extras to keep keep things from happening. Once in a while, some weird guy shows up that that crashes the, 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 the site and starts to tell him the truth. And then they have to arrest him and take him off to a, you know, Oh, he was crazy. Don't worry. <laughs> and that goes on. But finally he realizes, listen, there's something I'm going to have to, here's how he gets out of the Truman show. And it's a lesson for today. Ultimately, this is kind of the punchline um, that he learns that in order to, to get the truth, he's going to have to conquer his fear. So he conquers his fear of the water. He gets in a sailboat. He sails out until the, the bowsprit of his sailboat hits the wall of the set. He realizes this looks like sky, but it's actually a wall. And he walks up these stairs and he's about to leave. And this is the best line in the whole show. So the, the director, who's Ed Harris, is up there in the control booth with all the, the production staff. And they're all going crazy. They're going, ah, you know, because they've been doing this for 30 years. Oh, can he leave? Wait, can he really leave? Uh, what's going to happen when he leaves? And Ed Harris says very clearly, very calmly, he says, he's always been able to leave. He just didn't know he could leave. Mm -hmm. That is the moment we are in right now. I, I am absolutely convinced that's where we are right now. And it's starting to break now. Now, here's the difference. The Truman Show, they had 30 or 40 people in the control room and one guy that needed to be controlled with the script and the people around him. What if that situation is reversed and you've got 300 guys in the control room, but 8.5 billion in the show? Mm -hmm. That's where we are right now. And so if you understand, then you can say, well, what would you have to do to keep them in the show? Well, one of the things you have to do, and this is something I just discovered recently, and this is kind of the theme I've been going out and talking about, is one of the things you would have to do is you'd have to control science. Because if we're in a Truman show and the world is not the way we think it is, then you're going to have to make people afraid of something that they can't unravel. And you're going to have to keep the scientists in their corner. OK, and here's one of the things I discovered. So, first of all, you, you can pay a few people. OK, but we got eight point five billion. You can't co-opt them individually. You've got to have a general capture theme here. How would you do it? Well, one of the ways is you capture medical and scientific publishing. Now, here's an interesting little factoid story, and then I'll be quiet. But the, the, <laughs> the, the factoid story that just really got my attention was, I don't even know how I stumbled onto this, but most people, even my doctor friends, do not know this, that when, when after, the, after World War II, there was Charles Galton Darwin, who was the grandson or great-grandson of Charles Darwin, the explorer, and Alexander Fleming, who discovered penicillin. And they got together, and they went to the uh, uh, government of Britain, and they said, hey, you know, look at what happened in World War II with the science. We were poorly served. We need better scientific and medical publishing. We need something so we can go know what's going on around the world. We can share and interact better and more things get published, you know, more robust publishing house. And the British government, without even hesitating, says, you're right, no problems, because they were saying, let's let's get together with the Germans. And, and the British publishing or the British government said, without hesitating and without consulting with any publishing houses, said, we'll do it. How could they do it like that? 
because it turns out the British government owned the biggest medical scientific publishing house in the world. And it wasn't, it was Buttersworth. And it wasn't just the British government in general, it was MI6, their spy agency. So you got the intelligence surgeon uh, age arm of Britain owning medical scientific publishing. And when they put it together after World War II and it became Pergamon and then it became something else, it's probably Springer, it's probably all of them now. What happened is they, they combined these two and they hired, you're going to love this one, as their first medical editor, chief editor of this, they hired a guy named Robert Maxwell. Now, Who's Robert Maxwell? Well, first of all, he was a spy for the British in World War II against the Germans. That's known. And he was a Mossad agent because he's married on the he's buried on the Mount of Olives. So he's a double agent. He has nothing to do with, with science or medical publishing. But what most people might know is he's the father of Ghislaine Maxwell, the pedophile consort of Jeffrey Epstein pedophile. Now, it even gets crazier. You know, you you know how. Cliff High always does these Venn diagrams. And, and I said, I, I emailed him one time and I said, I can connect medical scientific publishing to pedophilia in Disneyland in one fell swoop, in two circles. And I yeah. said, you know, and, and because here you got, we know that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in the CIA, the CIA, Mossad, MI6 is probably all one big organization. But it turns out that, and we also know that that Ghislaine Maxwell had a submarine fleet that had an and she had an island. Disney has an island. There was there was interaction there, um, but but and there, every time that there's a pedophile problem in Broward County, like they say, it always involves Disney. Well, it turns out that Robert the uh, Iger, the the CEO of Disney, his son was named. Robert Maxwell Iger, because his best buddy was Robert Maxwell. I mean, you just can't. It's a it's a club that we are clearly not in, as George Carlin says, and it's a and it's a creepy club that controls everything. And this is your control room. That you know, we're seeing little glimpses into the control room of the of the Truman Show of our lives, and we need to realize that. So, if you wonder why we believe in viruses and why there's why now people that very serious science has been done to disprove the viral theory. This is Stefan Lanka's work that's absolutely fabulous. And I, I tell people, go and list, look, it's hard to find. They're scrubbing it from the internet. They own the internet too, you know, but they're scrubbing it. It's hard to get, get a hold of it. But he has the, how, you know, showing you in the lab why what they're doing is made up. It's just made up stuff. It's not, you can't isolate viruses. So, and viruses, therefore, you know, don't exist. I mean, <laughs> they just don't exist, but they're not provable to exist. So whatever's going on here, it's being controlled and it's being controlled in a systematic way. So we have a worldview that's simply not right. And that applies to every aspect of our lives. I'm going to say, I'll make that. I can't prove that, but I'm just going to make that assumption because if it's this bad in science, which we think of as a, you know, a fairly rigid discipline, then think about how it is in the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. uh, Lee, Lee th think about that. Now, we've, we've done the uh, Red Pill Expos. It's based on the, the uh, movies, The Matrix, the various right. iterations of The Matrix. That's exactly what they uh, those movies are about, the fact that we're living in a false reality. We are living in a world that's being orchestrated for us and we just don't have enough knowledge to break out of that system and right. now we are now we are, now we right. are. the 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 uh, uh truman movie is absolutely spot on because you know you see wrinkles in the set 
That's what we're looking at now is all That's the wrinkles exactly right. in the set. And say, wait a minute, uh, that shouldn't that sky shouldn't have a wrinkle in it that uh, casts a shadow. You know? Yeah, right, right. And we're you know, there. The Matrix movie. You know, I watched that years ago. All the series. I went back and watched that before I watched. I went back and watched all the series. The problem with the the Matrix tells you a lot of stuff, but it's it's hard for us to put our self into a position that we to believe that we're living in a pod that we're plugged into some kind of energy battery pod and that's all we are and that everything is complete illusion that's a little hard to but it's a little easier to buy that we are there's some reality here we live in some form of reality but there's a a, a an overlay of falsehood put on it in such a way that we don't see the 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 critical truth here it's not the 90 the 95 percent of what we see might be real but it's the 5% that counts in terms mm -hmm. of the big cosmic picture here. And, um, you know, and I'll tell you, there's multiple things. Let me tell you what I learned about the, the PCR test for me in medicine is what broke my belief in the, the, the nature of reality. And, and it's not just, you know, what they told us on the news, what they finally admitted to is overcycling. You know, so the PCR test theoretically was made from uh a certain kind of protein, several proteins that were unique to this new unique virus, okay, that never been seen before, but we have this genetic sequence, we sequenced it, and from that, we picked out these little proteins that are so unique, if you've got them in your system, it means you've been exposed, okay? that's It sounds right. When I say it that way, it sounds right. And this is why Truman didn't realize for 30 years he was in the show, because it's internally consistent, OK, but then you start when you get closer to that wrinkle, when you start looking and you see in these wrinkles, the first wrinkle I saw was when I took those. There were 18 tests that were developed, six by each of the three major players, CDC, the Drosten Group and the, and the Louis Pasteur Institute. So each of them had uh, six tests, so 18 in total. And what they were is a genetic sequence of 16 bases on a swab stick that they stuck up your nose and moved it around and then put it in a machine and they processed it. And they had to cycle amplify it in order to get a result. Now, what we were told is, well, yes, it turns out there were a lot of false positives because they overcycled the test. OK, the, I looked at the the manual, how you do this test. And this sounds a little, I mean, I don't want to make this too dry, but this is important to understand how they did this. The manual tells you exactly how to process these tests. Now, first of all, Carrie Mullis said it can never be used for an unknown diagnosis, for an un diagnosis of an unknown new thing. So there's a bigger problem here, but at least if you just follow what they tell you to do on how to process these tests, they failed. So it says, if you process the test, you should do it with 20 to 30 cycles of amplification. If, 30, if you go over from 30 to 35, you're gonna get false positives. If you go over 35, it's going to be nonsense. You can't tell. It doesn't mean anything because you're going to get so much false positivity. Well, the Army, for example, the U.S. Army was cycling at 45 cycles. Okay, so they were clearly, and every lab in the world was over-cycling. So the first thing you had to notice was that it couldn't have been by accident. If this was just accidental error by lab chiefs, then there would have been some people that would have under-cycled, but none did. Okay, and second of all, lab lab. The, the chief, I knew lab tech guys. These guys are smart guys that are well-trained and they would never do this. Uh, certainly not consistently around the world like this. It's mm -hmm. not that hard to set up this test. So they know better. 
so clearly it tells you right away there was a global conspiracy we got to use that word in order to overcycle the test and what was the purpose to make everybody scared of a non-existent or a a minimally existent disease. You know, you you stir up some stuff in China and Lombardy and New York City just enough to get people scared. Maybe they there's a lot of theories about that about how they could have programmed poisons and various things, 5G, whatever that was. But they made enough people die in a spectacular way that then they can convince everybody else who gets the flu that year that it's oh it's this terrible new disease and we've got those so that 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 part you can you can get to that and not believe that we're in the Truman Show. Okay, but here's what really. <laughs> so I took it the next step. That was, you know, this whole thing broke out in December of 2019. By September and October, I'd been out of work now for a long time, being cancel cultured, and I had a lot of time to study. And I am a good student, so I learned how to use things like the Blast program. The Blast program is a is a computer program where you can put a sequence of genetic stuff in there, and and you copy and paste the sequence into the BLAST program, and it tells you where it's from. Now, by September of 2020, there were lots of people putting up sequences from SARS-CoV-2. You know, they were putting them into this, into the great index of genetic material, so they were there. But when I put those 18 tests, and I only did 12, I gave up after 12. I took each one of those tests, I put them in the BLAST program. They didn't come up SARS-CoV-2. They came up Homo sapiens, gene 8. Homo sapiens, gene five, homo sapiens this, homo sapiens, in other words, really? homo sapiens, human beings. They were testing us to our own bloody genome. Let that one sink in. Wow. Then, okay, then I took another step back. So that, that's when I hit the wall. That's when the bowsprit hit the wall of the Truman Show. <laughs> the, the next level was when I realized not only were they falsifying these tests, but it just can't work this way. So let's just consider the fact that you and I and all human beings, we have 3.4 base pairs in our genome, our entire, and, and that means, so they're talking about 16 on a test, right? But we have 3.4 billion base pairs. An onion has 11 billion base pairs. Now, why do we have only 3.4? And an onion, which presumably isn't as a complex of being, mm -hmm. is got 11 billion. Well, the answer is that like many corporations that outsource jobs to private contractors, the human body outsources its functions. So our immune system is outsourced to bacteria. Our skin immunity, we've got bacteria on our skin, we've got bacteria in our nose, bacteria pretty much everywhere you know, vaginal, vault, rectum, you name it. We've got bacteria everywhere. They, we have more genetic material from bacteria than we do from humans. So that's, I mean, almost quite a bit more. So we actually are really, our human body as we walk around have more bacterial DNA than human DNA. It's kind of a weird idea, but we're kind of like a, a walking conglomerate of bacteria and human cells. So when they, so when they, and then think about it where they were testing you in your nose. Well, you know, I'm sitting down here at my podcast little studio in the basement. Every once in a while in the summer, a fruit fly will just be dive bombing my face. I don't know why they like to go for the nose, but, a fruit, you know, you've had that happen. <laughs> a fruit fly goes up your nose. And how about I've got, when I give this talk, I have a picture of this guy picking his nose with these dirty fingernails. <laughs> you know, what was underneath that fingernail? I mean, your nose is a dirty place. And when I say to begin with, so it's got bacterial DNA, it's got your DNA, it's got that fruit fly, it's got the milk that you coughed when you were laughing so hard that came out your nose. You've got everything up there. It's the idea of your nose is to catch all that before it gets into your lung, right? That's why you have turbinates and things. So 
so um yeah you and and when i say you have 3.4 billion base pairs in your genome keep in mind that's not the count in your whole body that's in every cell of your body so every cell in your nose has 3.4 billion base pairs but they're going to tell us oh one other factoid when i was in medical school and i'm sure they still say this uh, they taught taught us that we had viral genetic seek we had viral dna within our dna in other words, we had been kind of captured by viruses and they kind of say, this is a good, ex I'll tell you why they told us that. But anyway, if you believe that narrative, then not only are you testing in the nose that has human DNA, bacterial DNA, but it already has viral DNA in there. And then they're going to test you with a 16 base <laughs> test thing. They're going to put it in your nose. They're going to wave it a little bit in the air in the parking lot because remember they were doing that. And then they're going to, then they're going to run it through this overcycling program. The whole thing is absolute nonsense. Mm -hmm. It just can't work this way. And that's when I said, what's really up here? And what I, what I believe is that the big picture here that we've been experiencing for millennia um, is that we've been poisoned. That they they the, the guys we're dealing with, the, the Babylonian mafia, the cabal, whatever you want to call these guys, They've been poisoning us. They know they, they, they're alchemists. They know about poisons. They know about spiritual poisoning. They know about all sorts of stuff that we don't really think about. And they've been poisoning us and polluting our environment for a very long time and getting us to look at other things and convincing us that when we get sick, it's because we're, we, somebody was coughing on the plane. Mm -hmm. Okay. That mm -hmm. is it's a great anti-human agenda. It's just not the way the world works. That is our big picture here. And that's how they've controlled us. They've made us fearful of things, just like they did Truman. He was afraid of the water. We're afraid of each other because we're being told now, you know, stand six feet apart, uh, wear a mask, don't get near anybody. Oh, that guy coughing on the plane. Let me tell you, that is not, I have a, I have a whole deal on my website on the front page about the pandemic of 1918. But it exempt it tells you how we get sick, and if people, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking I need to do a seminar about this about how you get sick because it's not what they're telling us. Mm -hmm. What they but by by creating back viruses, number one, they can justify vaccines which are more poisons for our immune system, and number two, they can then scare us. They can keep the fear going by you know, changing the name of the disease and poisoning us with something else and point, you know, and they'll call it now it's monkeypox, then it's Marburg, then it's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, Zika, you know, uh, hantavirus. I mean, I can't, I can tell you when we, when I started in medical school, when they talked about transmission of disease, they were talking about parasites. They were not talking about viruses. Right. Viruses right. became the thing when vaccines became profitable. And it's been disease whack-a-mole ever since. As soon as, and, and I'm going to tell you, the next disease, they've got this thing knocked. They know how to do this now. They don't even have to change the test kits. All they have to do is put new labels on them. <laughs> they'll just take the COVID-19 <laughs> label and they'll put a, a, you know, a Marburg label. Then they'll sit around in the smoky back rooms and say, okay, how much, how much positive testing do we want? Let's figure out how many times we're going to cycle this. Because you see, if you know you're testing to the human genome, then all you have to do is decide on the cycle amplification to determine what percentage of tests you want to be positive. <laughs> it's so clever. I, I mean, it's just unbelievably clever. <laughs> I just love it. Well, you know, the, the, it's fascinating because you're, you're a, a scientist, you're a medical doctor, and you're naturally very, very inquisitive, but you can do it from a medical background that few of us have. 
and understand just exactly how diabolical they've they've made this whole process and how how it is all about control and about fear. And uh, we've I've been doing uh, podcasts. I've been doing. Um, um, you know, different videos and things for years about how they use fear. It's yep. always fear. Fear is the common catalyst of the new world order because yep. it's how they've gotten us to do all the things that they've talked us into. And it's always about fear every single time. And, and, and you know, uh, you, you've seen James Giordano, I think he's the yeah. he's the the, the guy that the, the neuroscientist that, you know, is kind of a little creepy. <laughs> Just He kind of looks like Dr. Evil. He might be a great mm-hmm. guy, but everybody wants this guy that loves to hate because he tells you the truth. He says the brain is the new battlefield. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. and and we're you know, they, the battlefield, we're in a war and battlefield confusion used to mean fog of war was real fog. But now it's information space confusion. Have you seen, by the way, have you seen that new um, it's called Ghosts in the Machine? If you have, yeah, I have it's it, the, but it's I've the, heard of it. Yeah. OK, it's a four minute good watch, because what that is, it just shows you now this is not about medicine per se, but it's about um, it's about the world around us. And it's a recruit. It's a. It shows you how psych, how professional psychological operations can be run on the entire world to change the narrative, to change things. And it's manipulating the fog of war. It's it's visual and oral deceptions, disrupting communication, disinformation, withholding information, all the games they play. And it's done. Of it's very clever. Four minutes. It's actually a recruiting video for Army Psychological Operations Branch. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and but if you it, it's creepy when you really look at it, I've seen it about three times. I've rewatched it just to because every time I watch it, I see something else. I think, oh, my gosh, they're showing us the way this thing is working. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think there's a reality here. And I honestly I'm very hopeful. I think we're winning. And I think that's why the game is really in play right now. This is why mm-hmm. the guys in control room are panicking. And because those pesky humans, we are starting to wake up to the reality that we're in. And it's going to I think everybody needs to realize it's going to be ugly when the final truth comes out here. And maybe there is no final truth, but the truth as we can understand it is going to change. And and once that happens, we're going to need to embrace reality and and move forward out of this Truman show and. You just can't, you know, the, you know, you know, you know, who you're going to lose. It's the guys in the masks. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. is such a false reality. Uh, you know, when you show somebody, think about this. We've shown pictures of drywall powder getting through these masks, hey, going yeah. up and around like a Venturi effect around your nose. Mm-hmm. And drywall is an order of magnitude bigger than what they're calling these coronaviruses. Mm-hmm. So there's just absolutely no way. And doctors were paid to lie. I'm sure they were paid to lie. I saw the number of people that were lying. I found, I found again, I didn't know that the intelligence services owned the publishing, but now I get it. I found papers that were clearly falsified. I even emailed a guy at Caltech one time and I said, do you know your names on this paper? Of course, I never heard back from him. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody had emailed me that way, I would have said no. I don't know. But if I'm guilty, I guess I wouldn't have emailed back. But right. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't know. But I'm saying there that paper was clearly made up. Why do you have a, a PhD in geologic sciences on an epidemiology paper from New York? You know, <laughs> Chinese names. This is the kind of thing you see papers with 30 authors. 
that's not the way science when i started in medicine science was the 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 publishing of really good papers you go you'd go back before world war ii and you'd look at these old papers they had one and two authors right now we've got big groups of authors so it's like it's kind of like a variant of the of the uh military bar game liars dice the joke is because you always have to buy a round if you lose that that round but and you've got 18 people playing well the good news is you you know you can't get hurt in a big game. That's the joke mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. the chance of you losing to, in that is lower. So, <laughs> you know, it's, that's why they put so many authors on these papers, the chance of you being called out and for, for lying about it or being, you know, it, theoretically that's a ba- major thing. If you're a doctor, for example, and you get caught having falsified anything on a paper, you're done. I mean, you're not going to get hired in a hospital. You can't pass credentialing because we can't trust you. These guys are, they're putting their, but because it's so, again, because it's so pervasive in the Truman Show, nobody's calling these people out. You know, years ago, a few people on genetic engineering kind of stuff got called out, but all that's been quiet now. You never hear anybody get called out. Mm-hmm. So it's right. not as it's not just as simple. Lehman McHenry is a guy who really has looked at this, and it's not just as simple as the fact that the pharmaceutical companies to make money are hiring people to sign papers. We know that's going on, but it's more than that. This isn't about money. This is about changing our reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. And I think there now there are many, many millions of people that are starting to see the wrinkles in the, uh, in the sky in in the virtual I think, reality. I hope so. Yeah. I, well, I think you're right. When you say that we're, uh, you think for for change, we're actually on the winning side. I think that's true, and I yeah, think I that's why they've accelerated the program and done as much as they've done. Like this recent thing in Israel, uh, you know, the the most secure border in the entire world. That incidentally, the United States paid for a large part of that. Yeah, uh, you're going to tell me that uh, a, a bunch of guys in jeeps and old pickups trucks can golf cart yeah bust through that wall and spend seven hours murdering and raping and killing and uh the the uh, the israeli defense force had a complete stand down and that was just normal oh yeah i know seven hours it's like they know if a bird poops on that wall It, Mm -hmm. it just again it's like the pcr it just can't happen that way i mean at the at the minimum if it did then we shouldn't give them another dime because they completely misspent what we gave them. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that should be the minimum. Don't go over there and help them. These guys are incompetent. I mean, I, I don't believe that. These are the smart guys mm-hmm. from Technion. These are some of the smartest guys in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, it, you know, the here's one I saw. It's And it's false. There's CGI and false junk going on. It's mind manipulation on both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, the question I have is really what this is all about. This war may not be about anything like we think it's being told to us. It actually may have a reason to be occurring, and this is the cover-up reason. But in any case, they had a picture of this little boy. It looks like he's about seven years old. He's all kind of dirty and disheveled, and he's raising his hand, and there's rubble all around him, and he's in Gaza, you know, and he's raising his hand, and it says, raise your hand if you, if you, are, if you stand with the Palestinians. So I put this up on my meme thing that I have before I do my podcast on Monday nights. I have a little meme run, and I and I just put a little caption under that picture. I said, "Count the fingers." 
<laughs> you better, you better, if you're going to do CGI, you better have somebody that knows anatomy. So he's got six fingers. He's got the thumb and <laughs> five fingers standing up. I, I said, what's the chance of that? I, I mean, but, wow. but, but, you know, and this is another thing that Ed Harris says in the movie, he says, you know, when you, when, when you think, how did, how did somebody ask him, how did Truman just accept this all these years? And he said, we accept the reality of the world with which we're presented. It's as simple as that. You know, that is, that's the story. It and, is that simple. And the, the other thing we're not paying attention to is what are we being distracted from? Whenever they put something forward in the news, don't look at what they're pushing. If they're pushing a narrative, if a doc, if a doctor gets suddenly pushed out there as big, fancy news, all of a sudden, uh, I don't care who it is. If somebody suddenly is getting good, is getting me, national media attention from the mainstream media and all this stuff happening, there's something wrong with the story. That's mm -hmm. the intelligence services running that. So what are they covering up? And, um, you know, I can't help but say that there's something really uh, happening that we had to make this this false war in, in the Middle East. You know, mm -hmm. we created this, you know. That we have the name, I, somewhere it's on my telegram, I didn't look it up, but we have the name of the general who's retired now from the IDF who said, I was given money to stand up Hamas because we didn't want a two-state solution. Right. So this we know Hamas is Israel by another mm -hmm. name. Hamas mm -hmm. is being used to create dissent. This is what they do. And as, that's, what I, that's what I said to somebody, you know, what did they do in the Truman Show when he started to kind of question the nature of his reality? Well, they would send somebody in with a new story to get him distracted from that, or they'd have something happen around him. You know, and so what we're seeing in the world is they have these professional, I call them the shit stirrer uppers. They, they just go around and stir up shit when you're mm -hmm. starting to wake up. And then you start paying attention to this war or this or this new pandemic or this crisis. It's like, when are we going to learn? I, I, we, I think we're learning now, but we have to take a step back and say they there's and I who who told me this? I can't remember who told me this. It was, oh, David Ike. I interviewed David Ike recently. And he's kind of come along the same. I mean, he's the mm -hmm. he's the star on this whole thing. On I think on yeah. the nature of reality. But he said, like me, he start he started uh, he started looking at. Suddenly, he realized something wasn't right. So then he started researching secret societies and kind of got a handle on all that. And then he started researching their programs. And then he realized he had to start researching the nature of reality. And that's kind of where we are. Is that you. These there, there's something going on here and who's really it's not just who's doing it, but how they're doing it. And then once you realize it's artificial, mm -hmm. then you can take then you can take actual steps to get yourself out of the officiality. I mean, a simple one is uh, the the legal. It's not it doesn't sound that simple, but it actually is when you realize, for example, that the 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 boards that probably govern your business, they're not they're not government agencies mostly. They're being they're being controlled. They they are corporations. They are sub corporations of bigger corporations. You know the medical boards took orders not from the state government, not from they don't take money from the state government. They don't take oversight from the state government. They take their marching orders from the Federation of State Medical Boards, which is why in September of 2021 they the FSMB told them the exact language to use to thump doctors that were speaking out too much against what was going on, and we saw it all over the country. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not spontaneous. That's not because, you know, these 
confidential inquiries into your license because of a you know a, a confidential a complaint, but they can't tell you the complaint. They don't tell you the complaint because it's made up. Mm-hmm. It's their own. Uh, we found in one case where and and they don't have to do. Here's the thing. Here's the false reality part of it. You know, like like um, Sherry Tenpenny. They took her license away, suspended her license recently because mm-hmm. they claimed that she didn't show up and didn't comply with their request, but she did. She did everything they asked for, except they didn't send a subpoena. They can't compel her to show up, but she actually did to a degree. I can't remember the whole story here, but she did basically everything they told her, but they said that it wasn't good enough and they were taking away your license. And she's complaining there's no due process. But what I pointed out is they don't need to do due process. They're a corporation. And when you get a medical license, you are a corporate stakeholder. And so they can treat you like they want to. It's like it's like they have a board and they have their own rules. And it's not the Constitution. It's not even the law of the land. It's just their rules. And once you understand that, you can take a step back and then you can act to get out of it. And that's what I think we all need to do. We're going to make what the way we win is making all of these corporate institutions that we're surrounded by irrelevant. Mm hmm. Exactly. And to change the financial basis of our world, we're going to have to do that. And that's a more complicated issue, but yeah. Well, I think, yeah. And in uh, Sherry Tenpenny's thing, they sent her a, a notice like a subpoena to appear at a meeting, they said, but she right. never got it. Right. And they can't send a subpoena because they're not, a, they're not, exactly. they don't have jurisdiction. That is the key point. Mm-hmm. And, and what we're finding out is, they don't courts our standard courts don't have jurisdiction over most of what they mm-hmm. they say you know if you're involved in a crime against another person maybe but if you're just if you're just this is the issue of you know i'm not i don't personally want to fight with the police over a, a parking ticket over over a um a, over a speeding ticket but truly they don't have jurisdiction over you and they use all this crazy language to get you to accede to their right their language you know, I, I'll tell you, comply. they want yeah. you to comply. They want, want you to comply. comply. And once you like contract with that. them, yeah. And once you contract with them, then they got you. Now, mm-hmm. here's an interesting one I just discovered because, you know, I, I have uh, suppliers and things. I have a, a, a shop and I, and I sell my, I'm, I designed a supplement for, it's called the rebel immunity. And I designed that. And so I have a, a distributor that does this and they send me, they want me to fill out W9 forms. Okay. And I get other people that I'm doing things for. They want a W9 form. Well, now that I've, you know, gotten to know payment mode to and then the, then the scam of the federal income tax. I've been very suspicious about, and the whole thing about corporatization, I've been very suspicious about signing any contract without really, now I really read. So I, I, I read the W-9, it's very interesting. So they tell you on the front of the W-9, I wish I had one in front of me to look at, but the, on the front of the W-9, they said, by, you know, um, you agree under per, under penalty of perjury, if by signing this, you agree under penalty of perjury to the following. And it says it says a couple things like um, that I am – this is a whole thing so that you they don't take taxes out of the money they give you, right? Because you're mm-hmm. exempt from withholding on this. So uh, that I'm exempt from withholding. Well, so far, so good. And something else. And then I am a U period, S period citizen. So now once you sign that under perjury of, of law, under law – of perjury, you agree to be a member of their corporation. Well, I've particularly mm-hmm. gotten out of the corporation. And then here's the fun part. If you go into the like page four, 
of the instructions. It's it's called it calls certification. It's part two certification on page four, and you start reading down. It says the only person that needs to sign. You can you have to fill out your name and if requested, you have to fill out your name and social security number, but you don't need to sign it unless you've been notified by the government that at some point recently you just you've put, filled out a false tax identification number. <laughs> if you didn't do that, you don't have to sign those forms. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just sent one in to, so now what I, I put on there, I said, uh, no signature required, see section two. And then I send them a copy of the section two with this all outlined and underlined. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, all this time, we mm-hmm. just didn't see it because we were living in this internally consistent world that made sense until you till you realized it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's always about fear. Yes, it's it is. It's about fear. It's, it, they, they tell you, if you violate this, you're going to go to jail or you're going to get fined. There's always something there to make us afraid. Yeah. And I had the best explanation from this. Here's and they're, what they're look at when the people do the tax forms, what even you can tell them, you could show them the law about who's who's really required to pay income tax. But they say, in fact, this is at a red pill. I learned this. They say, well, but I'm afraid, you know, so and so went to jail. So and so it's like Stalin, you know, he would murder a few people randomly out of the phone book just so everybody was afraid. But that's not statistically the way it works here. Here's the thing. When when they. um Oh, now I forgot my train of thought here. It's about the it's about the 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 wording on this. Oh, it, I, I, I interviewed I've interviewed Jason Ian from. Um, in fact, you, he you'd love him on the show. Jason is he was trained as an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. So he and I had him on to talk about spell casting in English because they, the English language was designed to confuse us and to cast spells on our world. I really believe it's crazy. Sounds crazy. But he goes through this whole, the whole nature of of the language. And what he said is, here's the issue of the court system today. He said, I was trying to come up with a metaphor about this. And I think this is a brilliant metaphor he came up with. He say, you know, in, in high school, for example, you have a chess club, you have a soccer club, you have a, a, a let's say you're in California, there's a surfer club. Okay. And there's certain rules, you know, the surfer club, you know, maybe not very many rules, you know, just don't go out when there's a certain wave pattern or whatever. But, but um, the, the chess club has rules, you know, so you can't cast, you can only castle under, you can't castle out of check and you have to do all these different things. The, the rook has to move a certain way and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But they're, they're artificially created rules. Now, if the chess club contacted one of these surfer dudes, and he does this very funny because he has the California surfers lingo down. If a chess club contacted one of these surfer dudes and said, hey, you just violated one of our chess rules. You need to come and in the court and, and we're going to fine you. And, and the chess club's going to fine you. And the surfer dude says, dude, I was just out on the waves, man. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but essentially, the, the, that's the issue of jurisdiction and language. So you're not there's a, there's a certain language in the courts. There's a certain language that this Babylonian mafia uses to entrap us in this court system, this legal system, and the money system. But if you understand their fraud and you don't play, you can extricate yourself from this. Mm-hmm. And when enough people do this, it's over for them. Mm-hmm. Right now, they do it through terror, like you're saying, fear, and and false. They they convince you falsely they actually control your life. They actually have control over you. 
That's no, the Truman it, Show. That's the Truman Show. And uh, they do it with money. They do it with taxes. They do it with war. They do it with things yeah. like 9-11. I mean, virtually our, our whole world is virtual, you know. Right. Our, our whole world. And now there's so many wrinkles in the set that, uh, you know, millions of people are starting to wake up. And you're right. Once we... Once we opt out and just say, no, I'm not going to play the game anymore, they're screwed. If enough of us do it, they've got nothing that they can fall back on. Yeah. Other than war. Even Other war. war. That, you know, um, so, I mean, I, I, I followed the Russian-Ukrainian conflict now nightly. I mean, not so much right now because it's kind of calmed down, but I still do read the Russian uh, different sites. Um I like the Ar the, the Spetsnaz of Archangel Archangel Spetsnaz. It's in Russian, and, and it's really interesting stuff. They they're just they're funny in how they report stuff. But, um, but now I you know that that even though I realized it wasn't what it, the world wasn't what we were told. It's certainly in Western media, there was at least some consistency there that I could get my handle on and say, okay. They've gone into these bioweapons labs very surgically, and I can see the evidence that they're presenting, okay? Not just the evidence that they're showing from the military and the pieces of paper, but you see the remnants that'd be, I don't know, this one looks better. I mean, there again, everything could be CGI, but at some point you say this would be hard to do. You know, at mm. some point it's too consistent. It's not, there's a difference between what we saw there and and than what we're seeing now in Israel and Hamas. In Israel and Hamas, like I said, the, the Palestinian kid with the six fingers, and you could see rubber dummies on both sides as, as victims. Now, that's not to say there aren't victims. I, I have great sympathy for, for all the victims. I'm not, mm -hmm. I, my, my goal, I don't stand with either side. I stand with the citizens against their governments, to be honest. I mean, the, the governments here are the problem. But but what's really going on over there? I mean, I just, you know, every time they have this big, big murder scene, they claim, they, you, they walk it back. The, the, the 40 mm -hmm. dead babies. I knew that was, I knew that was false from the, from the get go. And I found out, and I remembered years ago, besides remember the, remember the gal in the, um, in, in Iraq during the Iraq war, when they went into Kuwait and she, she testified before Congress, oh, we oh, saw yeah. them throw babies out of babies. the incubators. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And that turned out to be the head of the BBC was running this kind of thing. I, you know, it's crazy. Well, the other side of that is now, now, I mean, if you're a military and you're going in, assuming that, you know, we always say in medicine, assuming the history to be correct, which now we know it's not. But if, if, if they did what they said they were doing is that, the, that a thousand Hamas fighters go into the heart of the Israeli defense construct, take out an Israeli defense base do all this mayhem and then they take time out to behead 40 babies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that right there just said to me, there's something wrong here. And then of course it turned out it was one person that put this out. It got, they, they're using the media as a, as a fear porn kind of site. And they just, it just went everywhere until somebody said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's hard to stop that because your first impression is usually what you believe, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was hard. And now every, but there was another one, the, 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 um, the bombing of the Hamas or the, uh, oops, I lost you. Are you there? Yeah, we're, we're here. I'm not sure what happened. Oh yeah. You're navigating your workspace. It says, I don't know. But anyway, uh, um, so yeah, the Hamas, 
uh, hospital, the, the, the Palestinian hospital that they say the Israelis bombed. And now they're saying, well, yeah, the, there were some people killed, but it wasn't 500. And the, and the actual, the, 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 initially they said it was Palestinians missile gone amok. Then they found out that there was an Israeli plane right overhead, but the, but the projectile hit in the parking lot. So it wasn't the, the numbers that you see. Mm-hmm. The number game is a big one, but there's a whole, you know, there's a thing called atrocity propaganda, which that's a term I I didn't know until now, but I just had remembered seeing a a poster from World War One, and they showed the Huns bayoneting a baby. Okay, it was trying to get America into the war, and those darn Germans, you know, the Hun stabbing a a baby. Well, Belgian baby. Yeah. Right. And so this guy on Telegram, and I, I, I cite him on mine. You, I put a link to him. He's got a really he was on Twitter and he had a whole series showing you the history of atrocity propaganda and what all turned out to be false. And, and it goes down. And we're still dealing with some of this from World War Two. That's mm-hmm. that is propaganda. We're not realizing. So there, this is just it's just a. That is really hard to break through because it is so, so internally consistent and because we're we're all seeing it at a distance. They can project falsehood at such a distance you don't know. I lived in Washington D.C. at one time when the Clintons were there, and there was, and and at that time my husband was at the Pentagon and got this. I can't remember the the early bird or something. It was a newspaper that went around, and it was just like a like a local thing that got around to the desktop of the officers, military officers in the Pentagon. And I don't even know if I don't think it was an official publication, but it had the kind of what the inside gouge. Mm-hmm. And this is when Chelsea Clinton was a kid and she was going to her poo poo fancy private school and there was no special or secret service agent available to go with her that morning. So they asked this commander in the Navy to go with them and um, she wouldn't get in the car with him. And she said, we don't like the military and I'm not getting the car with you. Well, they poo pooed it. They said, that's, that's, I, I mean, even big, I, I actually went on a talk. I said something about this because it turns out my friend at the time, my husband's friend that I, he was, he was the head of the military in the white house at the time. And um, he was civilian, but he'd been a Marine. They got this job. He was the head of the And we heard it from him. We heard it from other people at the Pentagon that were actually, you know, involved in these things. But it didn't get the truth did not get out of these fairly small conclaves in the beltway. What you saw on the news was completely it was just whitewashed that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we so this has been going on for a very long time. When you're at a distance, you don't know what the truth is. That's really it's hard. It's very mm-hmm. hard. Well, that's right. But I, you know, where I see that uh, the, the the whole Truman Show is breaking down in the most obvious way is the fact that uh, mainstream media the viewership and how many people yes. believe the mainstream media today. Uh, I mean, it's a fraction of what it was. You know, we're talking, what, 20%, something like that, of people who actually now uh, patently believe anything out of the mainstream media, and the other 80% can't believe it. Right. And yeah. and only 2% of people are running to take these uh, upgraded COVID shots. They're trying mm-hmm. to get us scared for the winter. Now, I'm I'm going to warn people: there is going to be a winter death season, and it may mm-hmm. be worse than anything we've ever seen. But it's not because of a virus. It's not because of whatever they're going to tell you. It's you know Draco pox or monkey pox or something. Mm-hmm. It's they're going to make it up. It's not true. What it's going to be due to is the fact that they've damaged so many people's immune systems with these vaccines. 
So just as a little helper for the winter, let me just point out, here's how you get sick in the winter. You get sick because another lie they told us is that we don't get any direct energy from the sun. We're not plants. We were told in medical school, you're not plants. You don't metabolize sunlight. Well, true, true, but not completely. Because what you do is you take infrared and near-infrared sunlight and you use it to literally charge the batteries in your cells. Every Mm -hmm. cell has a charge differential. It's a battery. And this is how you get rid of toxins in the body. And so when you, when winter comes and by, by, you know, you're now you're bundling up. If you're in Northern climate, like New York and and Philadelphia and and Minnesota, you're going to start putting on clothing that you're not going to be out in shorts. You're not going to be in the sunlight and your batteries are going to start draining beginning about October and November. And then, and they start draining until by the time you get to January, you're in trouble. Now, if you limit your toxin, your toxin load, you have less to expel from the cells the low batteries are not as critical, but what do we do? We add to that the winter, we, instead of living by the sun cycle, like our ancestors, we constantly are up late. We're getting ready for Christmas. We're drinking too much. We eat too much at the holidays. So we're toxifying ourselves at a time we're least able to, to deal with it. Hmm. And then you have, and, and and that's why you get sick. That's, that's the, we never had a winter flu season until it laid down the telegram lines. And the reason for that is because we're all starting with a disadvantage on our electrical gradient in the body. That battery is is not able to keep the gradient because we're in this electromagnetic field that kind of equalizes both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like, yeah, if I it's like if Grand Coulee Dam produces electrical power because it has a huge waterfall that drops over a turbine in in every part of your body. What you do is you have a huge waterfall of hydrogen ions, charged particles that fall into these turbines in your mitochondria, spin them around and they make the energy of the body. It it works just like Grand Coulee Dam. Well, if I, if I flood the downside part of Grand Coulee Dam, so now the water's only dropping 20 feet, what's it going to do to power production. Same thing happens if I step you into a sudden electromagnetic field, like suddenly I give you a a, a 5G radiator around you or 4G or 2G, it doesn't matter. Suddenly I put a cell phone next to your body, you know, which you never had around you. Suddenly I electrify the world like happened. This is why Edison and Alexander Graham Bell, uh, when they suddenly were, they lived in an era where there was no diabetes to speak of. It was a rare disease and there was no electricity, but they went into their labs and they both developed diabetes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because they were surrounded by this. So that's the winter flu season is, is a, is a lack of charge in our batteries and excess toxins. And the way you get, the way you can save yourself is get into an infrared sauna, go get a tanning booth that the, they, they, they've told us bad things about tanning booths. But if you're, if you're over 18, you can get into a tanning booth safely. So, so get into a tanning booth or go to Florida or go someplace and get in the sunlight, mm-hmm. but you've got to get sunlight and recharge your batteries and you've got to limit your toxins. Mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, I mean, here's how people get sick and they, and they blame it on the guy coughing on the plane. So for me, I'm always nervous about flying. So I don't sleep well the night before. So I get maybe three hours sleep and then I'm, I've been packing and getting excited and I get on the plane and they've, what have they done? They've sprayed the plane with all this disinfectant to make us safer. <laughs> and it's just toxic shit. If I can use that term, I shouldn't use it on your show, but it's really awful stuff. It's mm-hmm. awful stuff. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to, I love your, your, your <laughs> I got for the people listening. I just got, I said the toxic shit and I got the thumbs up, but I had uh, fireworks <laughs> going off <laughs> behind mm-hmm. bumper. Anyway. Uh, so 
so you get on the plane and it's filled with all this stuff that now is recirculating to some degree and you're breathing it in for four hours on your flight down to Florida. And when you get to Florida, now you're going to meet with your buddies at this meeting. You haven't seen them for 10 years and you get together and you go out and have cocktails and then you stay up late drinking and eating. And then you got to get up the next day early because you don't get enough sleep that night because you're going to get up and go to this meeting. And you do that for a couple of days. And you've toxified yourself, run yourself down at a time you're already kind of run down because it's the winter and you get sick. But what do you blame it on? The guy three days ago coughing on the plane. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is abject nonsense. Once you understand what makes disease, you'll realize we need to start looking at the toxins in our world and we need to start getting adequate sunlight, adequate rest and good food. This isn't mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. This is this is old medicine. You know, it's what well, it's this Hippocratic medicine. And and let's talk about uh, the the fact that so much disease is actually parasitic, and well, why, and then there's that, and and why they were so dead set against uh, hydroxychloroquine, chlorine yeah. dioxide, uh, ivermectin, anything that was a direct um, agent against parasites. They demonized, yeah. they made fun of, they ridiculed. <laughs> And guess what? They were right. Not 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 the medical people, but the people who were promoting those things were the ones that were right because yeah. it's parasitic. Right. So let's suppose you're in the Truman Show and now you've got 8.5 billion people you need to control. Do you want them to work for you? You, you know, this is what we're experiencing is the same slavery that the pharaohs they were, we were once under the pharaohs in chains. Now we're under the bankers in debt. It's the same system, but they don't have to house us and feed us because they'll let us be. We're like free range chickens. OK, until we go to the slaughter. But they don't want us living too long because a couple things happen when people are long lived. They learn a lot of stuff okay? <laughs> yeah. and they communicate it to two generations of people. That's what that's what I know. Um, I, I can't remember his name. He was the uh, fr- the foundation of economic education. It was his wife was a, a Soviet citizen at one point, grew up in the Soviet Union, and her family had been rich uh, industrialists under the czar. But they were now like everybody else, you know, in this terrible situation where they'd been taken down. And the only reason that she knew the truth when lots of her colleagues did not is that her grandfather would take her by the hand and walk her down the street and say, that building was once your family's. This was this is where we did this and that and pass down this knowledge. And it's the passing down of the knowledge of of the, the, the way the world works. They don't want that. And they also don't want you sucking off Medicare and they're, you know, they're they're not only tyrants, but they're cheap tyrants. They don't want to pay for your well-being, even though you've worked for them for the next for the last 40, 50 years. Right, right. And earned so, every penny of so it. So yeah. how could you do that without us catching on? Mm-hmm. And um, and I can tell you there there's predictive programming in movies about this too. Um, first of all, you'd want to give us something that we didn't know we had and you don't even have to give it to us you have to have to have to cause the immune system to let something get us and see we all have parasites within us they've known that from for a long time that's what rockefeller when when frederick gates rockefeller's right hand man same names same players as today by the way just different generations gates told rockefeller the reason that you should take over medicine and, and that medical education is to we could solve the big medical problems of the world like 
hookworm. Hookworm was the big deal, you know, mm-hmm. that's why. And they had these, this whole sanitation committee and they started this whole program against hookworm. But we knew about parasites for a long time. We were taught about parasites in the 70s in medical school, but we were told, oh, that's a third world problem. Don't worry about it. And then the and then the other thing which is interesting is we were denied the magnification that probably would have showed us this. Today, if you pay a couple thousand dollars, you can get a good light microscope, but it only goes up to about 2,400 or, or I'm sorry, it only goes up to, you know, maybe 2,500 magnification. But for practical purposes, every day looking at things, it's going to be around 240 to 1,000 magnification. Mm-hmm. Now, Royal Rife in the 20s developed a microscope that could be that was 15,000 light microscope. The electron microscope is not what people think. It's it can only make still life photography, okay? It's a still life picture, a black and white still life picture. And I used to work in electron microscopy lab. I'm sure they're more modern today and maybe they can make color pictures, but they are not making movies, okay? It's right. it's it's a very specific black and white photo. So when they show you things that they claim are viruses, they're showing you these little blobs that look like just a little circle. And they say, those are viruses. And then the same little blobs over here are exosomes. And they show cells like these blobs are connected to 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 the wall of the cell, to the membrane. And they claim, oh, that's about to go in and take over the cell. That's a virus. And then the other ones are connected to the wall of the membrane. Oh, that's an exosome. It's coming out of the cell. How do they know that? It's like it's like having a guy with a gym bag standing in front of a bank. Oh, look, that guy's going into rob a bank. It's a black and white photo. He's going into rob a bank. That's just your idea about it. He could have just made a deposit and come out there, or he could be filled with money. He's going to go in and make a deposit, or he could just be going to the gym. That's right. the problem with electron microscopy. But had we had Royal Rice technology, which was made with quartz optics, and we could see 15,000 magnification, Katie bar the door. We would have seen a lot of this because- the Germans, the, there were a bunch of German scientists, and I have the video on my on my website. It's called the Parasite Paradigm, and it shows part of that video that they made about um, the parasites. Somebody else put it together with the German documentation about how they've been saying that parasites is cancer. Okay, that's what really that that got me thinking about this and what was happening to the military. So, what if? And let me a final point here to to, to paint the picture is. The people we're dealing with practice this weird religion, and they believe that if I kill you directly, uh, it, it then it damages my karma. But if I don't kill you directly, if I just if I tie you up and you starve to death on your kitchen floor, I didn't kill you. You just starved to death. So part of me believes this, too, because it's the perfect solution for these guys that they're going to let us die by our own parasites. All they did was knock down our immune system over time, okay? And I think that's what's happening. So let's just say we we have an ICD-10 book. It, it, has, it claims that we have 70,000 diseases, okay? Those are the codes in the ICD-10. We used to have 6,000 when I was in practice. Now we're up to 70,000. But what if I told you that multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, acne rosacea, and cancer all could be treated with the same antiparasitic medication? Okay, does that mean those are four separate diseases or are they four separate presentations of a common problem. So of that 70,000, how many real diseases do we have out there? We have to get to root causes. And I'm going to tell you, we now know a lot more about parasites. Um, Dr. McDonald, the pathologist, did these studies. He showed that in 10 
dead MS patients. They all had parasites in the brain and spinal cord, exactly where we see the plaques in our on the MRI kind of thing. And he's not, he now was looking or was recently looking at, uh, I guess, Borrelia burgdorferi, the, the Lyme parasite in dementia patients. It's hidden. It's hard to see, but it's there. Um, again, it's a brilliant idea to let us just be taken down by parasites in multiple ways. It gets rid of people with cancer. It gives them early dementia and death. So they, and the dementia issue, we can hasten by putting them in nursing homes and then injecting them with a flu vaccine. That'll, that'll kill a lot of people. Um, uh, what else? You know, uh, it destroys parasites suck off your energy too. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about cancer. So these German guys showed cancer cells that had motion in them. And and they and these parasites come. They they show you these parasites coming out. And I, I and when I saw this film and I saw that the parasite burst out of the cell, the red blood cell or the white blood cell, I think that was in. I said, "Oh my gosh, I've seen that before." What was it in? It was in that creepy opening to the 1992 Olympics in Barcelona. Talk about predictive programming. They show this sea of of blue spiky balls like the coronavirus they claim looks. It doesn't look like that, but they claim that's what that's the symbol of this coronavirus they want you to have imprinted in your brain. Well, they had a whole everybody had these outfits that look like blue spiky balls and they're wandering around and they have slave ships and slave masters. What the hell does this have to do with the Olympics? But anyway, that you know, you got to have good slaves in the in the Olympics, I guess. And then in the middle of this, you see this this black thing just bursting out of the blue balls. You see this black thing bursting out of these, these cells. It's exactly what this looks like when they showed the parasites, these German scientists showed the parasites under the microscope. If we'd seen a light, if we had been seeing better magnification, we could have figured this out years ago. Again, it's how we control the scientists. Mm -hmm. So we threaten people, we bribe people, we make make work stuff for PhDs that don't go anywhere. We waste a lot of government money just doing, just keeping them busy, but not letting them really do anything significant. And we control their magnification. Interestingly, if anybody's seen the show, The Silo, what were the two cardinal rules of the silo? The silo was this show. It's a TV show where everybody's living in this huge underground silo. There are like 10,000 people that are apparently the, the remnant of the world. And they don't know why they're there completely. And they can't really see out very well because the window's always, always garbled up. But they're, they have two rules. And one rule is, I can't even remember the first rule, but the second rule is you can only have magnification up to a certain amount. When I heard that, I said, oh, my God, they're telling us, they're telling us what they're doing. So we've been denied the ability to look. Now, this is why, and Royal Rife, they, he could see these things. He could see the bacteria going into these pleomorphic, you know, changing their shapes under the light. And he could watch them and look at their different colors and figure out how to kill them with resonance because he could see them move. And we can't. Wow. We wow. can't see what he could see because they've not let us have that. He built them himself. That was his, he was a, he was a, like his dad was an engineer and he grew up building things and doing optical engineering is essentially what he started with. Mm -hmm. So, and he learned all this in Germany. He was in Germany working with lights or somebody over there on looking at parasites under the microscope. That's what he was there doing in the twenties that he started building these scopes. So I think it's parasites are the key and, and you know, it fits everything. And it also fits. What do we tell about cancer victims that, that, Carbohydrate seems to feed your cancer, which is why 
a ketogenic diet can keep like glioblastoma at bay for decades. But the minute you go off of it and you eat, eat sugar again, eat, eat carbohydrates, it comes right back. Well, right. okay. And the, and, and cancer likes low oxygen um, situations. It tends to form in areas where, so high oxygen, it also tends to be associated with some bodily trauma. Okay. Well, that all fits with it being a parasite. The bodily trauma is that when you break, you know, if you have parasites early on and they're in your bloodstream, the, they don't get out of your bloodstream unless you have a broken blood vessel. And so you get trauma and these things leak out and they establish themselves in the, in the tissue around that. Um, parasites also apparently have a whole mechanism based on some some I can't remember the name of the chemical, but it's a chemical we don't use in our metabolism, but they need, and it allows them to have an anaerobic metabolism. They don't really need oxygen. They don't really like oxygen. So mm -hmm. their preferential area is the oxygen. That's why they live in the gut, but they right. can live in, in low oxygen areas in your body too. Um, and they and they apparently like carbohydrates. I've noticed myself, you know, we've we've attributed in women that have the munchies the women kind of get these cravings for sugar and, and it's cyclical sometimes and, and we've been OBGYN people and people study you know hormone stuff they say that it has to do with the progesterone which is the last half of the cycle of women right after the full moon you start having your cycle of high progesterone low estrogen but that's also when parasites break out I mean, you know, every time I look at our, 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 our metabolic, our disease stuff, why would, uh, why would, and here's the final one. Why would, why would military guys suddenly be showing up? They used to show up every once in a while in the military, these young guys with maybe an isolated testicular cancer. Why are they showing up now with Mets all over them? First mm -hmm. presentation of cancer and they're covered with Mets or they show up with horrendous neurologic problems and a, and a tumor. They, I mean, it's just weird stuff they're seeing in the military. Mm -hmm. Well, why would that happen? And I said to one of my military friends, I said, so do you think cancer just changed its stripes in 2021? You didn't see this in 2020. Do you think in 2021, cancer just changed from the way it acted? Or do you think you did something to these people and now the cancer's breaking out? Well, we gave them an injection that damaged their immune system. And what do these guys do for a living? They go into third world countries. They drink bad water, eat contaminated food. They're snooping and pooping through the brush in Camp Lejeune and Fort Bragg and places like that where it's, it's you know, it's swampy. They're getting ripped. They're getting probably more parasites than the average person. So when they get injected, suddenly... They, 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 they block their parasites that have been in their body, well taken care of, insisted with their little uh, immune system soldiers guarding the parasites. Well, you take the immune system soldiers away and now the parasites start to grow. And we see them on the MRI as metastases. Mm -hmm. And that's what mm -hmm. I, I've learned this from a, uh, a, you know, an Egyptian parasitologist that when you look at, at parasite egg sacs and you look at tumors, they're essentially identical. Yeah. Yeah. On a light microscope. And the pathologists have, have for a long time seen movement in, in cancer cells and called it idiopathic movement of cancer cells or something. I can't remember what they actually call it, but like, we don't know what causes it, but it's just something we see in cancer cells. What? Wow. wow. Why did we not think about looking? Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, and for, and Dr. McDonald that did these pathologists on MS patients. You know, we have a, a a phrase in medicine, WNL. It's supposed to be within normal limits. That's what you, you in the days of written charts, you would write WNL on the labs, meaning it's all fine. You don't have to look at this again. But now I think it. But the joke is, it means we never looked. 
Well, that's really what's happening with these parasites in MS patients. And in, and in, why would you get, oh, why, as to your point, why does room, they didn't want any of these anti-parasitic drugs, but it's interesting that we use a parasite drug for lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, all these autoimmune diseases. Uh, we've been using hydroxychloroquine for years. We call it Plaquenil. That's the generic, the generic name is hydroxychloroquine. The trade name is Plaquenil. During COVID, I couldn't order hydroxychloroquine from Walgreens or CVS or these big chain mm -hmm. pharmacies. They were the first to shut down the distribution of hydroxychloroquine for COVID patients. But I could, as an orthopedic surgeon, if I'd wanted to, I could have, I could have hung up the phone, called back and said, um, you know, this is for, uh, give me Plaquenil, you know, hydroxychloroquine for COVID was basically 200 milligrams, two to two today, and then one twice a day, uh, for 10 days, right? Not very many pills. So, so 22 pills and you're done, but I could have called Plaquenil in for people and said, Oh, it's for Joe blow, uh, Plaquenil 200 milligrams, uh, twice a day, give them, uh, 90 pills with infinite refills. No mm. problem. I could have done that. Wow. So so that's how crazy it is. They didn't it wasn't the drug they objected to. It was what you're using it for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what's happening. Again, because these parasitic drugs will probably obviate the need for cancer specialists, rheumatologists, uh, number of infectious disease people, you name it. It's gonna it's gonna it's we can shut this this the pharma keep Kia nightmare down with these things and and that and chlorine dioxide which i can't mention because i don't want to go to jail and i don't recommend anybody use it <laughs> i just use it myself mm -hmm. that it, that's the universal antitoxin so mm -hmm. between taking out your toxins so the the answer in my opinion is before you run off and set your hair on fire and go see your local uh, uninformed medical doctor and i am a recovering medical doctor i would recommend <laughs> that you consider uh, cleansing your body of parasites there's a way to do that. And I have it all on my site. Detoxifying yourself, mitigating your electromagnetic fields around you. There's a way to do that too. It's not the same as blocking x-rays. You got to do it differently. Um, and supplementing your deficiencies in your diet, because there's no question we need 90 essential nutrients. We don't get those. There's an, I used to do pills. That's not the way to go. There's a way to do this. And, and, and when you do that, and then you, it's a, there's a huge spiritual component. You know, you have to, you have, you have to choose the reality you're going to go with. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you choose, one of the things I think is a big problem in the world is that Christians believe in the actual details and reality of Christ. They believe that he came to this earth as the son of God and incarnated in the flesh and was able to do miracles and that prayer and, and belief made a difference. But when they, when you talk about Satan who also came, who's also on this planet. And we're told this is Satan's world and has, and, and, and seems to be around whenever, you know, stuff happens, there seems to be a satanic component here. And we have groups out there that are praying to these satanic demonic forces and get together. And believe me, when they shut down the churches, they didn't shut themselves down. Right. The, right. The satanic church just got its tax deduction approved as a church. So these guys are in full force and they're praying and they're, they're believing in miracles and they're, they're choosing a pathway. You know, if God is everything, he's a lot of, but he gives you choice because there are all these pathways. And if you choose that pathway, 
it's real, just like Christ mm-hmm. is real. But the difference, the difference is Christ is based on love, and this is based on hatred and all sorts of other mm-hmm. bad things. And I, you know, and I just think we need to wake up to the reality that they are they are able to use what they call and it's occult magic. It's 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 word magic. It's all these things. There's a spiritual war component going on, and mm-hmm. when you realize that, you realize. You have to, you have to, this is our time. You have to choose. And if you choose to use, you know, the path of love, you also have effect, mm-hmm. but they, but right now they seem to be outnumbering us, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't believe uh, names, you have to attach names to all this. I think the names change over like Moloch and Baal and Satan and whatever, Lucifer, whatever you want to call this evil side. I think the names can be argued on the good side too. But it is the Christian principle. It's Christ, the, the point of love. It's what, what he says yeah. in the New Testament. And I really do believe that they're, yeah, they've got their testament. It, it, it's not the way I want to go, but it's not invalid. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just using these same energies in the universe for a different purpose. And people have got to wake up the fact that that's going on. Don't, don't, don't just minimize that as hoodoo that doesn't exist. That exists. And it's, well, and it's at the heart of a lot of what we're seeing right now. This is the control mechanism over the world right now. We got to break it down. Absolutely. And 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 Lee, the difference between their church and our church is their church is based on death. Our right. church is based on life. Right. And That's they they you know people poo pooed this. I used to talk about this because their own documents said they think they need to get rid of. 93% of the world's population and the remaining uh, billion people or somewhat less will be transformed through transhumanism to a new species that will be in their image. Right. Right. That's it's the board. The yes. yes, exactly. And, and so, you know, do I think it's, if you took the vaccine, do I think that's the kiss of death? No, I think it's the kiss of death. If you don't understand it and you don't repent of your action and do the right things to get out of it. You know, I don't think, again, I don't think they have the power they think they do, but, but, you know, you have to choose, you have to choose what, again, you have to choose your belief system. And when you do, you have power in that belief system and that, and, and we have power over that belief system, but we have to realize, you know, I had a patient tell me the other day, she was, uh, she worked for a, a, a famous, I won't mention government agency. And, um, she said she got, she took the vaccine cause she was going to lose her job. And now she regretted it because immediately she got chest pain and all this kind of big things. And she did the protocol I have with ivermectin. And she said, it took it away the chest pain, but I wasn't still right. And then I started doing urotherapy. So I've added urotherapy to my pro protocol. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the end all that, you know, we don't know completely what's in the vaccine, but the right. point is we're trying to help people get out of this. And you can't just live in yesterday's war. You're going to have to start looking at what they're doing to us and what's coming next. And that's, you got to get out of this one. We got to, we got to clean out our systems. This is what I'm saying is this is our, our, don't let them fool you about the nature of disease. And that is again, fear. I, I said, it would be interesting if you put, as you said, death, life, but they, but see, people don't really believe they can kill us like they think they can. I don't know, but I like hatred and love. If you put hatred on one side and love on the other side, and then everything, every belief and action you encounter, figure out which side it goes on. Then you'll decide where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Call it what you will. You decide where you want to be on that scale. 
And yep. um, I, I think that's, that's where we are. It's a, mm-hmm. those are the five things you need to do is spiritual health, parasite cleanse, EMF protection, supplement your diet and, and eat clean and detoxify yourself. And don't believe them. Get out of fear. Do not believe <laughs> these. Do not believe these psychopaths. Yeah, these are people that are willing one. to mass murder you. And 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 you know, don't think it's just mass murdering us with a vaccine. It's mass murdering us with wars, with everything they do. The gun everything. violence. How much of that is they're stirring it up? Mm-hmm. Everything. And, everything. And every time. Every time it's based on fear. So the the, yep, fear. the biggest thing we need to do is realize that and live a life uh, where we're no longer afraid, where we're pissed off and <laughs> we're willing to fight back, but we're no longer afraid because we realize these evil bastards that are trying to bring us down are the ones who need to be terminated. And the only way that's going to happen is if we are unfearful if we are uh truly let's say informed enlightened and are willing to follow the path of love because that's that's the difference it really is yeah. righteous indignation is authorized righteous indignation <laughs> is authorized but you don't want to get yourself down these people you know I, i'll tell you mm-hmm. the joke about how do you know how do you how do you uh you discover the presence of a reptilian overlord that's a joke it may not be but that's a joke is is that they have no sense of humor mm-hmm. i do believe that this is why they tried to to stop memes in the eu and now they're trying here i heard recently they were trying to outlaw memes somewhere are you kidding me okay mm-hmm. so just laugh at these people have fun with this mm-hmm. enjoy your life you know do the things you got to do but be joyful you know, how many times are we told that, you know, don't live in fear, be joyful, you know, connect with the creator. Uh, and, and, and these guys will just, they're just going to, the other joke was, uh, you know, make, make jokes and be happy. And an archon loses its meal. You know, the <laughs> idea that we have these demonic entities sucking off of us for energy, I think is true. I honestly think there that's the true picture of the world. Absolutely. And, they, and 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 somebody presented this to me, and I think this actually makes sense. They, I think this was David Icke said this to me. He said, "I've tried to figure out what these demonic entities get from this. In other words, what what do they benefit from this? And they they benefit because they get direct energy from our." hatred and fear and our depression mm-hmm. and our sadness. Okay. So they get energetic meals, but then the people that they're controlling on earth that are doing their bidding that know that they, they can't suck off our energy directly. They, um, they get it because they, they ingest the energized blood of children. That's the adrenochrome. And they get the same, they get the the rush from that. This is why, um, this is a big deal. The whole, the whole, the whole system is run on torturing humans. And once we get, once we stop talking about that, we're infested with pedophiles and we start talking about that, we are fed infe- that we are a farm and we are being literally consumed by these people. Maybe we'll wake up and do something. And I do think that's what's happening. I, I, I have, I just, Sherry Tenpenny asked me, she said, Lee, why are you putting these manhole cover fires on your telegram? I said, I know. 
it's a data point, Sherry. When this whole thing, I want to be able to show, it's, I, I ask people, how many times in your life have you ever seen a manhole fire, a manhole blow off, a manhole explosion? They have all these terms for it. What's the real story going on here? And it's everywhere now. Something's happening under this ground. And I personally have seen, I watched an hour and a half lecture by a Marine major, no, an Army major, and he was talking about tools for subterranean warfare. And the guys in the audience, you could see this was a classic military, you know, terrible furniture classroom. And these guys were sitting in there and they were chiming in and saying, when we were doing that, we used this. And th this is what, so these are people that are having real time experiences. They know what about this underground warfare. What Everybody wow. that thinks this is crazy, just ask yourself, what's our army doing? You know, mm -hmm. so I really hope that we are in the moment, the Sun Tzu moment, that really our army is playing possum, that we are, I hope, I, I can't prove that we have white hats. I, I've met somebody that claims they they are part of it, though. Mm. Um, and I've met two people, actually, that claim they're part of it, one data gatherer and one person that's uh, dealing with uh, another part of this whole computer thing. But if that's true, it does fit a lot of stuff that we are that what we're doing is we're seeing we're, we're having surface wars that look like one thing, but they're really something else underground. And that actually could be this thing with Hamas and Israel. Who knows? Now, sure. you know, um, Q said, I mean, for and I, and I this was given to me at the Threadfest one time. I'll just say my. <laughs> Anybody that thinks it's all nonsense, I mean, I can't prove it's real, but I got to say, they've been right about pretty much everything up to now. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they say they're saving Israel for last, what are we seeing? We've seen this, the manhole covers, the fog, the purple lights, the explosions, the troop movements all over the world, and now it's in Israel. And you got carriers sitting off of Israel coast. What are they there for? Not just ours. They got a Chinese carrier. Mm -hmm. They're not doing anything right now. They don't seem to be going in to capture, bomb, do anything. What are they there for? You know, what's going on here? So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, you're, you're you're right on. But I don't know. I can't we, say I know, but I'm just saying that's why that's why I keep these weird data points on. I'll tell you another one. Since if we want to go a little bit in the woo world here, okay, let's do it. And I'm a yeah. I'm a surgeon. Okay, so I'm saying this <laughs> as an observation by a trained surgeon. Mm -hmm. Um. Not a real surgeon. I know you general surgeons out there, you're laughing. No, okay, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but I dealt with trauma and I hung out with you guys all the time. So I consider myself a surgeon. They don't, but I do. Um, so so you see these people all over now. They're coming, in, and I'm just looking in America, but I'm sure this is worldwide. Uh, besides the people disappearing in national force that we've kind of known about for a while, and the fact that that correlates with the underground cave system, we're now seeing injuries and deaths and weird stuff that doesn't, it can't be what they're telling us. So for example, those, those, I don't know what the, what the upshot is of that murder uh, investigation in Idaho. Wasn't it Idaho? Those four college students oh, yeah. in the, mm -hmm. but I do remember seeing one of the fathers saying, this can't be what they're telling us because how did nobody make a sound? And, and uh, either his kid or somebody's kid had puncture wounds, like, you know, puncture poke wounds all over them. And yet nobody screamed to wake up the other people. There's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And then in Omaha, Nebraska, which is not far from me, there was the two guys that showed up in a hospital 
And one guy just had a had a broken arm or something, and he was the guy that saved his buddy. His buddy was an, an theoretically a victim of a human bite wound. But this human bite wound extended like across the forehead and down past the ear on this side. It's like he's like almost scalped on one side. I'm sorry. Wow. You don't do that with a human bite wound, you know. Um, and then another one recently, I don't remember where it was. I want to say it was in Arizona or someplace, but it was some it was a group of four women and they were canoeing. And three of them apparently got away with fairly minimal injuries. But the one again, was covered with these puncture wounds on her leg, and they claimed she was attacked by an otter. Okay? I am, oh, wow. not, buying, I am not buying any of this, okay? Mm -hmm. And then there are the purple lights. So people ask me all the time, what are you talking about with these purple lights? Well, I'm just, again, I don't know. I, I'm just saying these purple lights started showing up in areas that we saw this series of manhole, it starts with a manhole, it like manhole, you've got manhole fires, manhole blowing off, manhole covers, fire comes out, flooding, fog, and then after that's all done, you get, and booms, and then you get the purple lights, okay? And then people were saying, the cities, of course, are denying it. The government's saying, oh, those purple lights, that's just those those LEDs go bad. Really, all at once, a city just shows up and all the lights they put in turn purple. And they tend to happen in these areas that had this, these these experiences before that. Okay, mm -hmm. the one that got my attention again. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of like the Rain Man in that Dustin Hoffman movie about, you know, I remember all these weird pieces of trivia that you can't believe they mean anything, but they start adding up. So then in Camp Lejeune, um, not Camp Lejeune, sorry, in um, 29 Palms, and I used to go out there. My ex-husband used to do the combined arms exercise. He would be in charge of the air wing for the combined arms exercise. So so um, we would go out, and I'd take the kids, and we'd camp in Joshua Tree National Park. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. But these this couple were out there camping, and they disappeared. And then after that, at 29 Palms, all these purple lights showed up in people's front porches. And somebody on on the Internet asked the question, said, well, are those rich? Are those the well-to-do rich houses? And they said, no, it's the military families. And after seeing all this other stuff, I said, OK, I'm doing this. And I have now my purple lights. <laughs> People can think I'm crazy. I have my beast flashlight. I don't go out wandering around in the forest and behind my house in the dark. There's something coming out of these caverns. OK. And and the story Again, this is just a word on the street kind of thing that I don't have any way of verifying. But you're starting to see these pictures of these weird things, these what they call cryptids. And there's the story is that there's been genetic engineering going on, human, you know, hybridization with things under the ground with these. And, and we saw some official evidence of that years ago, and it kind of got squelched up. Remember in China and Korea, we would see these weird things. Well... If you're if they're taking out these dumps, they're taking out these tunnels, these these underground things, and they're sealing them over. And you know, there's probably lots of exits. It's like when you try and get rid of moles. And if right. you've ever had that problem, you can flood them all you want to. But what happens is they go out another hole. And I think mm -hmm. what you're seeing is they're, they're trying to wall in and get rid of these things that were growing down there, and they're being let out, and they're now coming out and doing bad stuff. And occasionally they get somebody, they get humans. Hmm. I, I I know it sounds absolutely, I told you we we're going to go in the woo world a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm challenging anybody. Start yeah. watching manhole covers and remember predictive programming. What did we see in the predator movies? Okay. 
cloaking. How did they, how did they go? How did they defeat the cloaking fog? Right mm -hmm. now they're talking about a big run on glitter bombs, glitter bombs. So glitter mm -hmm. bombs. And you could see these things with glitter bombs. Um, why wow. are dice? Why are, why are dyscyanin and glasses illegal? These are dyscyanin, which sees if you, if you listen to Cliff High talk about his dad's experience in Vietnam with the new red, red lens, uh, night vision goggles. And they were seeing these like flying demonic things up in the treetops, but you took them off and you didn't even see the treetops moving. I mean, what the heck? And that was a real deal. Apparently. I mean, there were, that was one of the reasons for some of these guys coming back with PTSD. They were really damn That's You couldn't keep the glasses on because you could be damaged for months after that. So, but it's true that you cannot buy dyscyanin dye and you cannot, you cannot get glasses with, you used to be able to get these dyscyanin glasses. Apparently can't get them. In other words, we're being denied magnification and we're being denied the ability to see different frequencies. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. And then you got manhole covers blowing off because I think we have our military down in there doing this. Oh, I'll, I'll add one. We had a picture. There are pictures that are showing up on the Internet. Again, this could all be CGI and it may be only coming to me because they can individualize our reality. Who knows? But you, there's pictures out there that other people have seen, too, of World War One showing Germans and Americans and British working together down below in tunnels. What? Okay, now what does that mean? And remember, what were they using in World War One? What was pioneered in World War One? Gas. Mm -hmm. Okay, and why did they use certain types of gases? Because they sunk. They claimed it was for the trench warfare that it would get down into the trenches to take out the enemy. But what if the real story here is that? I mean, do we really think we've been told World War One started with the assassination of uh, of the Archduke, uh, Archduke yeah. Ferdinand? Really? Mm -hmm. That one dude deserved this entire cataclysm in Europe? <clears throat> I have a hard time believing that. There's some reason, other reason that war started. And there, we can come up with a lot of political arguments here, but what if there really has been this problem? What if there's really something underground? We're not alone on this planet. What if there's something underground that's evil that, that periodically harvests humans and we're not ready to be harvested? And they, they realized it back then, but they didn't have the technology to finish the job. But they were working together. They used this gas. They were gassing in the tunnels, but they just couldn't get it all done. And that's what this is. And that the cover the cover war is to... For cover, just as an explanation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, again, I don't know. I, I I asked myself why were the Russians and Ukrainians stuck around Bakhmut for so long? What was that all about, really? Why did they lose? Why were the Ukrainians? Well, you know, now that may be a whole different issue, but. But there's just a lot of stuff about war that doesn't make sense. And now another predictive programming, maybe, that they're saying it is, uh, the movie Jerusalem with a Z. Worth mm. watching. Not a great movie, won't win any awards, but it's very depopulated on the world. There's evidence for that. And maybe it's coming to the harvest time and we're trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm. Interesting. I'm, 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 uh, I'm listening because... I mean, I know it sounds woo -woo yeah. stupid, but I'm just... Uh, anybody yeah, I, want we got to get you on hyperdrive. You got to come on hyperdrive with me. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just not afraid of speaking now because I want, yeah. this is under the category. I said to somebody, I put things on my telegram for three reasons. One is because I think it's stuff that is, is interesting 
and I don't know what it means. And the and the, and the, the other one uh, is that it's just it's just a data. I'm just collecting data, and I don't want to lose it. So this is like my my collection of manhole cover fires. It's given me an idea about the world. I can go back now, and I can pull those out, and I can see where it's been happening all over. Every time I mm-hmm. see one reported, I put it up there. And the third one is things I think you really ought to know. And mm-hmm. I'm personally putting things people ought to know in the category of don't be so sanguine about, don't be in fear for your life, but just mm-hmm. this is, but if you're walking around at night, have a UV flashlight. Apparently it makes a difference. <laughs> I put up stuff about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin very early on. Same idea. It's like, you know, they're lying to you about this. Mm-hmm. Well, Lee, I, you know, that's why I love having you on this show. First of all, the one thing I've learned about reality is that nothing is beyond the 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 pale of possibility. Yeah. In in the world that we live in, because our reality has been so skewed and so managed and so controlled for so long. So you know, it's like David Icke. I mean, there were a lot of people. Uh, you know, really, really demonized him as a nut when he started talking about yep. the lizard people and some of these yep. other things. Well, lo and behold, he's starting to look a lot better, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And let me tell you something I learned at Red Pill. Okay, this is from Brian Artis. Okay, now I he he asked me because we I made that joke and I showed, you know, it is true that we're geoengineering the world for non-humans. There's no, I mean, you can't lower CO2 anymore. We're all going to die. So why are they mm-hmm. pushing the CO2? And I jokingly put up a picture of a lizard in a banker's suit and said, so whom are they geoengineering the world for? I just put that up. Now that's mm-hmm. a that's a joke, but uh, kind of. But but Brian Artis comes <laughs> up to me afterwards and he said, so Liam, do you know about uh, um, Alpha Draconis. I said, are you talking about the constellation? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, I know about it, where the, the theoretically these Draco aliens came from, Draco reptilian aliens came from. He said, have you ever looked at the names of the stars at, in Alpha Draconis? I said, no. He said, go back and do that. So I did. And guess what the names of the stars are in this reptilian named, uh, that's what Draco means, dragon. This dragon mm-hmm. uh, constellation is, they start at Delta, and they they end at Omicron. Well, they actually start in the Greek the the whole before that. They do start Alpha, I think. But but the thing of it is, the body of the snake, the actual snake part of the constellation, goes from Delta to Omicron. You really? Can't this up? No, well, you can't. Rothschilds own two islands on on in, at the South Pole: Delta and Omicron. Wow. Have you noticed that we don't have any more Greek letters being used for these new variants of COVID? Now it's KA1AB or whatever. It's all mm-hmm. these different things. But there was initially, they went Delta, Gamma, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right down to Omicron. But Omicron, that's not the end of the Greek alphabet. Why'd they stop there? That's true. I'm telling that's you, true. in my opinion, David Icke's looking a lot better. Yeah, Actually, well, I always thought he made sense before, but but this is this is really uh, people, and and I I get it. So for the Christians out there that think, oh, this is there are no aliens, they're demons. Fine, you can call them what you want to. Mm-hmm. They're extra, but to think we don't have the possibility of having extra dimensional beings on this planet, you know, that we live. Mm-hmm. I mean, our scientists that are paying that are actually so theoretical that we they they don't bother with them. I think because they don't most people don't interact with them. You know, they talk about, uh, you know, multiple dimensions within the same space, multiple mm-hmm. realities mm-hmm. within the same space. Well, that's what we're talking about here in a way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Doesn't mean when we talk about aliens, it doesn't mean somebody that came from another planet. It could be something, uh, you know, on our planet that we've never explored. Right. That like lives in South a different Pole. dimension. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or living in a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And now we're, have you seen the pictures? We've uncovered these big stone round circles that are identical. They're, they're beautifully carved stone works that are identical to what movies show us as these interdimensional portals. Really? You know, wow. you know, the giant skeletons. What What is clear is our history isn't completely skewed. It's completely whacked. It's not, our history doesn't make any sense, really. I don't know what to think about history. In fact, that's yeah. why I asked David Icke. I said, and I know we got to go, but I said to David Icke, I said, so is the history that I see, is history being skewed for everybody the same? Or is history being skewed as an individualized, or as AI at the point or whatever, at the point that mm-hmm. they're presenting a reality to me that's not the reality to you, that's not the reality. I mean, are we all in our own little realities that they're they're keeping us, like we are kind of plugged in, but we're plugged mm-hmm. in in a different weird way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when uh, there was a great article in um, uh, the Epoch Times this last weekend about how they're using AI now to create virtual realities that they're going to be able to impact the elections because they're going to be able to uh, basically create virtual humans to do different things, and they might be able to uh, counterfeit political candidates and all sorts of things. That's a, a distinct possibility. Uh, we've got the technology. Yeah, it's not even a possibility. It's a, and, and keep in mind, if you go back in time and you look at the like quiet, quiet weapons for silent wars, the name of the book, I think it was a, it was theoretically notes from a meeting of the Uber elites back in 1954. What they talk about? They talked about computer metadata, barcodes, and and credit cards purchasing. They were looking about if we shock the com- we we can shock the environment by, you know, shock. It's, it's, it really does sound like some alien species talking about how they're going to control humans. They're saying we'll just shock the uh, humans with increasing beef prices or decreasing gas prices. We'll see the effect because we can look at the metadata comparing barcodes of purchases to credit cards. This is 1954, people. Yeah. We didn't before any of this existed. Not only did we not have a computer, we didn't even think about knowing about computers. I was alive then. And I'm going to tell you, I was in high school in the 60s. I had to people don't when I told this story to a gal in her 40s the other day, she looked at me like I was from the moon, but this is the way it really worked mm-hmm. is that you had to punch for every, if it was, if the item was a dollar 59, I had a mechanical cash register. I pushed the one and it, mm-hmm. you had to push it all the way down. And then I pushed the period and then I pushed the five and then I pushed the nine. And then I added, I did that for every item. Then I added the tax in my head and then I could, I could pull the thing, the lever and it would give me the total. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, this is yeah. really, you know, you push this. Oh, I'm sorry. You push the button for the subtotal, pull the lever, gave you a subtotal, added the tax, then pushed that, put that in and then added it again, give you the total. That's the, that's the level of technology in 1969 right. in the grocery store in Iowa. Okay. Right. Dr. Lee. Uh, you 50 need years go- ahead of this. They are. <laughs> at least. Yeah, you, you need to go check out uh, Cliff High's latest uh, audio uh, file that he put on his Substack yesterday. I played it cool. on last night's show, and he's talking about what you were just talking about as far as, you know, uh, the are they are they 
individualizing individualizing and uh, Mm -hmm. controlling our reality through their technology. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I have, and by the way, my interview with David Icke is up, it's two and a half hours on rumble. So if anybody wants to watch it, wow, I'm going to look for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love cliff high. But you know, when I first started talking with him, he didn't believe in aliens. I asked him because we were talking about hyperspace and I said to him, I said, okay, I just got to ask you, do aliens, do reptilians show up here somewhere? <laughs> you know, and he just started laughing. He says, no, I haven't seen that. And and it was like, he didn't really, you know, and suddenly I think he's kind of come around to that idea that there's something else going on here. It's not just, it's not just the people problem that we have. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love Cliff High. I yeah. think, uh, I think he's really uh, interesting, but I told him one time he was talking about how he took uh, these, these psychedelic mushroom kind of things to, uh, and he, and he talked about Joe Rogan doing this too. And he, but he said, you ask Joe Rogan, he says, he'll tell you hyperspace is just as real as this is more real than, than the reality we're in. In other words, when you go, when you take enough of these, I guess you can go and you can visit this place. He says, this is like, when you die, you go to this intermediate stop. This is kind of where we went with this mushrooms. I said, you know, I would, part of me would really like to do that. He says, no, no, you really wouldn't. He says, I mean, we're talking not just a few mushrooms. We're talking about taking shamanic doses of these things and having your world, having your reality screwed up in your head for about three months. I said, no, okay, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I just want to know what's real. And, and I'll tell you, what you were just saying about the, um, the, the, the individual realities. One of the things that clued me into that possibility was the fact that I have Telegram on my Apple iPhone. My neighbor has Telegram on his Apple iPhone. But suddenly, I couldn't read RT News in English. Okay, that's the Russian TV. So then I this is years ago. Then I started reading it in Russian. Okay, good practice. Um, so I, but then I got taken off in Russian. So then I went to my friend, so I said, can, can you do something for me? I just want to know if it's just me or if they've, because they said this, this channel violated the blah, 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 blah. But, you know, mm-hmm. the guy's name is Pavlov. I think, you know, what his name is, the, I can't remember, what's his, it's a Russian name, but it's it, Sergei, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that owns Telegram. He's Russian. So I'm thinking, why would this be taken off my phone? in the middle of Iowa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then I, so I asked him, I said, would you see if you can get on your telegram, go to this channel and he could get it perfectly. He could oh. get both of them perfectly. So they, they blocked me. It was about me, not about the, mm-hmm. not about mm-hmm. them doing something bad that they had to be taken off telegram. That's the notice I got, but that's not real. I, they're, wow. they're, they're into, so they're individualizing what information I get. So I'm starting to think that what you're going to need to do is just like, um, uh, and and I think Cliff High talks about just you're just going to have to do the unexpected, like Truman. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to jig the matrix, do things. Don't be looking where they think you're going to look. Do something mm. if you want to know what's really going on. You got to. And I'm I'm in the habit of reading certain sites on Telegram. I got to get out of that. I got to just go find something new and just. Mm-hmm. And go outside Telegram, go to back to Truth Social, go to just the Internet, do whatever. But just do things that they don't expect you to do. Because I also know in medicine, when I started, when I start looking at certain things, I won't be able to go back and find those pictures, those 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 yeah. uh, papers and all of and that whole subject now doesn't search right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what was the one I was just doing the other day? And I was like, I was looking at a specific thing. Um 
and they took it all down for me, for me. Now you might mm -hmm. be able to search for it, but I can't anymore. That to well, me says it is being individualized. Well, it is. And that's why it's also important to archive everything that's of interest to you. Figure out a place that you can archive it and protect it. Put it on a, on a, a detachable hard drive. Do yes. whatever, you know. Detachable. That's the key. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, that's the other thing. So I got rid of my Apple iPhone because one day I came down and it, and the computer wouldn't turn on. I'm going to go do a podcast and I go to turn my computer on. It won't, it won't let me in. It says you need to give us, I don't remember exact words, but basically put in your, your password for your phone. Not, and this isn't one where they send you on an email and say, we're going to send you a number, mm -hmm. put it in, type it in here. No, no, no. That's two, two factor authentication, right? They wanted my private password for my cell phone. And I had to give it to them or I would have been locked out of my computer, which said to me. So then I tested it. I waited a couple of weeks. I didn't change the password. Then I changed the password. Happened again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I knew. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So then I decided, well, I'm going to have to break this system up. I can't have just Apple because mm -hmm. Apple is unified. So I put in, I had my son build me a Linux computer, which is awesome. But the problem with Linux is. They just don't, they don't interact with OBS well. I can't put a background. I can't do what I do very well because of that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so now I'm going to have a, a real guru cybersecurity kind of guy help me set up a, a Linux that will, I'll have, I can put Windows or I can have Mac as a virtual machine kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's a problem. I mean, this is a real problem. Oh, yeah. 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 Very definitely. And, and, uh, obviously, the more you get into the weeds where you're talking about things they don't want people talking about, the more you're going to get censored by the system. And I, and that tells you what's going on. So, for example, mm -hmm. when I was on, uh, nobody cared when I was talking about genetics, genetic engineering, mRNA, CRISPR. That didn't bother them. The minute I started talking about wavelength, 5G, uh, manipulating, uh, you know, energy kind of stuff to, to manipulate health. That's when I really started getting hit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to me, that tells me where this is going. We are electromagnetic beings. This, this stuff about MRNA vaccination, I, that's not what this is about. I, I, I really do not believe it's an MRNA vaccine. For, and just a real simple one is, the half-life of mRNA, and I don't care if it's this new synthetic one they talk about or the or the standard, it's from three and a half minutes to 16 and a half hours, unless you super cool it. Mm. Now, remember how long the super cooling lasted? Just until yeah. the news cycle moved on. Right. And then they have this stuff sitting on the pharmacy shelf forever. So I don't believe that one bit. Plus, you're telling me you got the cost down from a million dollars a dose to under 35 within a year? Because that's what it was before this all mm -hmm. rolled out. So uh, there's something very wrong there. I think it's about, I think it's about, I think what we're seeing is optogenetics. It's where they inject you with something and then they use electromagnetic wavelength to alter whatever. And we know they can do this in animals. This is well described in the basic science. I give you a, a, an opsin and I can control your heart rhythm. I can control your brain function. If you're a mouse through your, through your chest cavity intact, mm -hmm. you don't have to be within the body to do this. So, you don't have to have electrodes. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it goes. And I think if you if you know about you know you guys know about the Travis Scott concert, I think that is this potential. So the Travis Scott concert was that rap concert down in Houston, Texas, where mm -hmm. they had to 
everybody had to be vaccinated. So it's young, healthy people all had to be vaccinated. They walked through this creepy satanic tunnel of the skull with its open mouth. And then they, they had flashing strobe lights as they go through. And then they get there and there's all this music. So all this wavelength and about 15 people just dropped. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they claim it was a crush thing. It wasn't. I looked into that. I mean, I tried to get firsthand reports and one guy, he said, one guy survived, I know. And he said, it felt like my heart stopped. And I said, exactly. That's wow. what genetics is all about. You can start and stop the heart. You can precise. It's so what they call spatio-temporal precision. It's so precise in its ability to isolate this part of the brain from this part of the brain. They can control your, your one part of your hypothalamus, potentially, you know, wherever it is. They can make it just... Um, they, they can they can map the heart with this technology. So you think they can stop your rhythm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there were other things uh, that were included in that jab, uh, certainly graphene oxide yeah. and things that are part of uh, neurotransmitter capability. Right. And in and and so graphene oxide, one of the things it does and people, oh, by the way, anybody that denies it's in there. Just go and read again if they haven't taken it off the uh, internet. But there's lots of review articles by people in mRNA research, and they tell you, they show you how the lipid nanoparticle, in other words, you don't need the mRNA. Everything we can see can be explained by the lipid nanoparticle. Within the lipid nanoparticle are graphene um, wafers. Mm -hmm. That's what they call them. And they, they, they show you the blueprint of how they make these transport molecules, these, these lipid nanoparticles. So that to me is what's going on. It's the lipid nanoparticle that's damaging you. And then all this microtech that's the, the, the maybe cooking you up to the Borg type internet. But there was a guy in Peru um, who's a doctor and he wrote an article years ago that I stumbled across and it's called the uh, nano mafia. And that's what he talks about. You can inject nanobots into people and you don't even have to inject them. You can ingest it in beer. That seems to be the preferred method. And it can change your, you can, you can use it to program their behavior. Yeah. Well, and, Atlanta Freeland hmm. talks about it, that they've been doing it for uh, 30 years through geoengineering. It, it's, it's part of the chemtrail stuff that's yeah. been showering down on us too. Right. Now, See, part of that, I think part of that's true, but see, again, that violates the principle that you have to accede to their evil. See, when you go out and you have the beer, you get the, you're, you're being, you're, you're, somebody says, hey, can I buy you a beer? And you say, yes, now you've acceded. And the, whatever's in that beer, you just got, you've, you've kind of, again, they don't care that they're tricked you, but they, you've acceded to it. Whereas mm -hmm. if you're just walking along and this is showered on you from the sky, I don't think it's got the effect that they've really want to have not that it isn't hurting the plants and mm -hmm. it is hurting us but oh yeah not mm -hmm. like this not like when you actively say yes to something mm -hmm. there's a difference mm -hmm. sure so, enough yeah so that's my so if you think it's crazy out there you should see it in here this is my crazy <laughs> worldview in my brain i've i've kind of i i may sound you know my friend patrick gunnell says that uh sufficiently advanced intelligence is in in indistinguishable from madness i'm kind of there i get that but but that's why i like your show we can just kind of just let it all hang out yeah yeah well that's exactly why i like having you as a guest because that's exactly what happened yeah. amen well uh we're we're out of time and i'm really sorry about that uh because you are such a fabulous guest i lee i i uh, i hope you'll come back soon 
And I know Thumper wants to put you on hyperdrive. And so I like the name hyperdrive. I'm all, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, uh, I would definitely love it. And you are always, you know, go Navy. Okay. Yeah, you go Navy. There you go. go Navy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I love it. I, uh, I, I keep track of your shows and watch them enthusiastically and, uh, you do such a wonderful job and well, I do. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'd love to come on. And I, and I love how you're not afraid to throw mud at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of mud to throw. Well, you don't learn unless yeah, yeah. You, you, exactly. you sometimes, you know, ask the question and then take it apart and see if it, see if there's something there. And people uh, come up to you with data to fill in or not, you know, if you don't get any data to fill it in, it never goes anywhere. But then people come up to you and say, okay, let me tell you what happened to me here. Let me tell you about this. So yeah. uh, I call it, I tell my, my listeners, uh, you know, put it down on a three by five card, be an investigator, make a data point. Like you were saying, make a data right. point, put it on a three by five card. It may never get used or someday, like you say, somebody will come up, something will happen and you go, wait a minute. That connects to there it is. There's my data. There's my data point. Yep, that's exactly it. Yep. Well, and 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 Thumper, that's where you see the wrinkles in the Truman Show. Yep. Yes. Exactly. exactly. That's where the set starts to wrinkle a little yeah. bit. So you know when you start putting stuff out there and 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 people go oh you know I get it 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 just bothers me. You are so close minded. You are you you haven't reached a level yet that you know you. You're so happy where you're at. You're willing to accept your paradigm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to, I don't think we can be happy. I think something, this is, they're desperate to, to depopulate us and oh, yeah. to bring this about. And I mean, clearly they're sickening us and lying to us, but they're definitely depopulating us. And, you Big know, time. why people that didn't believe the George, but see what happened to the Georgia Guidestones. Okay. See, I think that's, that was a symbolistic like I said, I what the what the what the CENTCOM CG put out I think was symbolism. They're they're speaking in symbolism, but this is symbol symbolic of something. They knocked that thing down before this whole craziness started, okay. and it looked like lightning the way they took it down, which was really interesting. Lightning does not take down stone buildings, though. Otherwise, we'd be rubble all the time. This was a directed energy weapon. Directed energy. It that's what I was going to say. It, yeah. it, it didn't have black. I'm mean, I'm not an explosive expert, but how do you put explosives on there and not get you know black soot kind of stuff all over? Mm -hmm. it, it just and like you say, it looked like something zorching it. Exactly. So I, it was directed energy. I don't think there's any question. And where did that come from? Well, obviously the military. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that you and I have in our backyard. However, there's one thing I did recognize that I do have in my backyard, and that's a laser. When they did the thing in Maui and people are saying, oh, that's just nonsense about those blue umbrellas. Well, I was on the fourth hour of Alex Jones show one time and they asked me to host it. And I said, it's Maui. It, that, that's a laser. I run a laser. I know about that. That's a six. That's a that's a ten sixty four hit. This you can I can tell you because of this 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 and ten sixty four doesn't hit the blue. That's what they've got. Whatever wherever it came from, I think it probably came from one of our military uh, planes. But maybe it was from the Chinese balloon. Who knows what it was from? But mm -hmm. that's the the science behind that hit. It's clearly that's why a laser explains it, it doesn't. It's not about heat. They were saying, well, how can you melt a car and not melt a tricycle? resonance frequency that's what we do that's why we use lasers to take off tattoos and the hardest one to take off is blue mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. which is what most of them are 
Yeah, you have to use a you have to use a different frequency to get well, there. It, it's also how you uh, burn one house, not the not, not the one next door. You know, look right. at the fires in California. Right, uh, and I, so the you know I, I know that initially Alex Jones and other people were saying, oh, it was the electrical boxes in the house, but that doesn't explain this whole other st issue with the the tricycles. And you can see, you know, lasers have a spot size, so you can see their my spot size is is one to ten mil two to ten millimeters. Their spot size was like a lot. You could see kind of the round hit. You could see kind of how it faded out as you got into the periphery. It was centered in the, and that's what, like those two cars in that lot. That's what really got me saying, okay, this is what it is. You know, it's military it grade. Yeah, yeah. So and they can well, just they can just go around and hit the lots. And and did you see? I don't know if you've seen that Pentecostal church uh, in Maui that was literally there's a line right down through the middle of the church where uh, a laser cut the church in half. I don't know if you've seen that. No, but that again, now that's a different, that's a, would be a little different technology, obviously, but mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting. I'll have to look that up. Well, that was in the Maui fire. Look it up. It's Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Hmm. I wonder if and, that's just symbolic again. I wonder if they're telling them something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they obviously don't like Pentecostal. So <laughs> well, it's like, you know, uh, and I know we have to go, but the, but the, the, something that I've just discovered, you know, um, I, I didn't pay attention. This is one of the things I didn't really realize. Uh, this was actually, um, oh, who's the guy that left Fox News? Uh, oh, the announcer, the, the, the Fox News talking head that ha now has his own Telegram or, or Twitter no, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. He has a show and he was interviewing somebody who was talking about how it appears to be a war on Christianity, which, you know, I mean, that's Russia is a Christian nation since mm -hmm. since 850. They uh, and they're a Russian Orthodox nation, Eastern Orthodox. And the Ukrainians have been arresting the, the Orthodox priests and putting them in jail for five years. He's 80, 75 mm -hmm. year old priest. He mentioned that, too. But I didn't realize that when we went into Iraq, one of the casualties of Iraq was the the ancient Christian church from Iraq was essentially eradicated. I didn't realize that, but that's mm -hmm. that. It does appear to be that that's going on. So, well, Christian we'll churches, yeah, you know, Christian I'll, churches are pretty down. well pretty well uh, gone now that uh, we went into the Middle East. Uh, look at uh, um, Saddam Hussein was protecting a lot of those Christian churches, and guess what? They're gone now. Most of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I have a meme that says, um, you know, it shows Saddam Hussein. It said Iraq was a lie, and then it shows, you know, Muammar Gaddafi. Libya was a lie, and then it shows Assad. It says Syria was a lie. If you think this is true, that the, this is talking about, you know, Israel now. If you think mm -hmm. this is true, then you're you're simply brain dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't help you. So yeah, it's really true. Well, Lee, as always, it's Thanks. been absolutely fabulous having you here. Fun. And we covered a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. I can't wait till the next time we do this. So <laughs> yeah. you, you keep doing what you're doing. The MedicalRebel.com, incidentally, I, I sent my daughter to your website because she was talking about all these older people. She does uh, home health care for 
uh, elderly people. Oh, and yeah. she was talking, and, and incidentally, she did a show with me on Sunday. We called it a chip off the old block because uh, <laughs> she was kind of filling in a lot of the blanks, too. She listened to Dad when uh, when all of the other kids were saying, no, no, that can't be. But uh, anyway, she went to your uh, website, and she's using some of your advice and protocols to uh, try to take care of some of these older people who are experiencing all kinds of medical problems as a result of having the jab. I know. And it, and again, it's, it's the, the point was they don't value the, the, they don't value people that don't produce energy and things for them. So if you're under, if you look at their, they, they have it written down. I mean, this is in their own journal articles. If you're under two or over 60, you're really not deserving of medical care. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to make sure you don't live long enough to get it. Well, and you'll remember that Obama's uh, uh, medical advisor is the one that said that. You know, yeah, we, Ezekiel Emanuel. That's yeah, that's exactly. that's who wrote the article on the disability adjusted life here, and it, it claims to have a formula to determine how much your life is worth per year. Well, the formula is easy. If you're under two or over sixty, you're not worth anything. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take a math genius to figure this one out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again. And I want to thank our viewers for joining us and join us again on Sunday for Connecting the Dots. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston, New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land